Hey, welcome or welcome back. For everyone new, my name's Kaylee, and today, me and a friend of mine, Max, will be sharing some insight over the general idea of ego and what kind of role it plays throughout our lives. Ego is basically our sense of self, what we consider ourselves, conscious and unconscious. We and our notion of ourselves is basically artificial, and I know that that's something we don't want to hear, but it's true. Parts of our ego would be like self-esteem, sense of self, self-image. So how does this play into wanting to be a certain way, get in the way of becoming your best self? Ego is a makeup of all of our experiences up until now, and how we perceive ourselves is only ourselves now. So when we think about self-esteem, hopefully that's a positive thing for us, and if it's not, we need to go back and remind ourselves that we are the only ones in control of what we think and choose to feel. The general idea of having a big ego is typically that you're full of yourself and not open-minded, but it's really that we just have these beliefs and thoughts that are the reason for our actions. The idea of changing our beliefs that we've developed over the years is scary, but not necessarily a bad thing. It could lead up to being more open-minded, understanding, and less judgmental of others, which can ultimately make us more calm and there's just less chaos overall. And numbing down our ego and lowering it gives us this ability to broaden our minds and create this desired peace. How much of your ego do you think is based on past situation and events? Everything, like all of it. Our ego is entirely a buildup of like every experience we've had in our lives because our ego is all ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's nothing beyond our skin and our thoughts. And would you say when you're thinking about past situations that most of the things that come into your brain randomly are embarrassing moments or moments that you wish wouldn't have happened, regrets, et cetera, et cetera? No. No? I used to. Like, I used to not like a lot of stuff about myself. But I think everyone does at some point. It's kind of like a normal part of life Mm -hmm. for most of us. Um, Kind of, like, learn to accept and love stuff because it is how it is. And it's really, like, the stuff you're telling yourself isn't as bad as it is. You're totally right. I completely agree with what you're saying. But I think most people, most people such as myself, like a year ago, would say, like, oh, last night I was at a party and I said something super stupid to someone, like something that I thought would seem so smart and funny. And I said it and it sounded dumb. And like the rest of the night, I'm just like constantly thinking to myself, why did I say that? That was the stupidest thing ever. And, you know, maybe 80% of the night might go well. And like, it's a fun time. But the one thing that sticks out is the thing that you're like, oh my God, the why bad did part. I do that? Why did I do that? And it creates a habit in your mind that's going to tell you to every time you do something stupid or regretful. It's like, oh, my God, negatively, like, bragging on yourself. Your ego wants to attach to negative things and then blow them up into this huge thing that it probably isn't, but it's what our ego wants to do to us. Yeah. Because for the most part, our ego isn't working with us. It's working against us. I agree with you. So you think numbing down our egos to this extent where we're kind of one with the world, not me, 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 would make us more open mind, like move past these things easier? Uh, I th- yes, in a sense. I think that 
shredding our egos in the way that of obviously when you have goals that is your ego telling you this is what i want to accomplish and this is what is going to make me successful but instead of putting it in those terms saying this is going to make me successful you could say i want to do this and i want to do this because what i do is going to help people in this way yeah so no matter what you're thinking you should put it in the sense of how and what I am doing is going to help other people. How and what I am doing is going to make other people laugh, is going to make them happy, is going to make them smile, is going to stick in their mind and maybe hopefully, you know, come into their thoughts when they're at a hard time and they're, you know, what should I do? And it's going to come into their mind and it's going to be able to help them. So if you think about that in the sense of helping other people, it's going to develop a sense of unity in your mind. And unity, in my opinion, is the key to what would make the world a better place. Because fuck, I mean, if our presidents, like, you know, thought about unity, they'd be a lot better fucking people. So, obviously, if we think about unity, not in the strict definition of unity, but if we think about helping other people, then it's going to make us better people and hopefully spread energy to those people we are trying to help and make them better people, which is going to spread in a huge... It's like a huge ricochet. A huge ricochet. Butterfly yeah. effect. Literally. Exactly. exactly. And the energy is going to spread through so many people and it's going to keep going in a wave and it's just yeah. going to dramatically affect people's lives for the better. And with that, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that their small actions really do like mm -hmm. project out to the people around them. Mm -hmm. It's not like they're like the center of everything. Like everyone, it matters to them, but it, it does. Like if you're mean, if you're happy, if you, I don't know. I think. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. And so that's why I personally like to set daily tasks, like super simple stuff. Like, you know, just basic things. Like maybe like you'll take a shower in the morning and then like for the last like three minutes of the shower, you'll make it super cold. And that's going to force you to be like, so like, oh, I don't want to do this. This is going to suck. But once you finish it, you're going to feel accomplished. And that's going to be one thing that you have accomplished in the day that's going to make you feel more confident. And that confidence is going to radiate to other people, which indirectly is going to make them feel better about themselves. So these, these small things that you can do that are going to slightly change your behavior are going to affect the way you vibrate in an energy sense, like the way you disperse energy among other people and the way you conversate, you're going to be in a better mood because you've done things for you that make you feel better and you know how good that feels. So you might want to make other people feel better. And that's why, you know, thoughts of laziness and weak and sick thoughts, are just they're just going to make you keep to yourself and, and you're, you're not going to have any sense of, well, maybe if I'm feeling bad, I might want to make this other person feel good because if I make them feel good, it might make me feel good because... And it might benefit other people. Exactly. Too. And, and we're going. all going through shit. Like everybody has something they're going through. Even if we don't see it at all because it's really hard to, especially with social media because, mm. oh my God. Everybody promotes a good image. Literally, I swear. Mm-hmm. No one is realistic. And I mean, post what you want and portray what you want fully... Isn't that what social media is about? It's your platform. Now? It's your platform. Do what you want with it. It's just, we need to remember, it's not the most realistic thing in the form of our lives. Your lives, yeah. Right. So, um, 
you know, obviously when you wake up in the morning, there's two things that I personally have been thinking about lately that have changed my life dramatically. And it's one thing you can change or control, excuse me, is your attitude and then your actions. Mm-hmm. And if you start with a good attitude, if you wake up in the morning, obviously everybody feels tired and they just want to stay in bed and be comfy, you know. But once you get out of bed and you're like, you know what? Today's going to be a good day. I'm going to go have fun. And if I'm going to class, it might be shit. But when I get out of class, I might go have a good brunch. So you, <laughs> you, you set cool goals for you that like once you finish this thing that you may not enjoy as much, you can go do something else that you enjoy a lot more. And you have to go through this tough part that makes you uncomfortable and makes you feel bored or shitty or you know something you don't want to feel. But at the end, you get to reward yourself with it. So that's why it's just so much better. Because instead, like you wake up in the morning, maybe you're on a diet. Instead of waking up in the morning and eating a donut, you wake up in the morning and go on a quick jog. And then that jog is hard. And you're thinking the whole jog, God, I wish I could be done with this. This is so hard. Oh, my God, it's so hard to breathe. That donut would be so good. But <laughs> once you finish the jog, it's like, you know what? I've earned this donut. And so you're promoting yourself in a way that, once I do hard tasks and once I once I do things that are making me uncomfortable, in the end, it's going to indirectly bring me things that make me happy. And that's how I think you should approach every situation. Like If something's going to be hard, just do it. Just get it out of the way and be the it's, best you can in that situation. It's better to just do it than avoid it. You're going to have to do something yeah. that's hard either way. Mm-hmm. And it's not like just you have to do everything. It's like everyone has to deal with this stuff. Mm-hmm. You might as well get it done with. And then you could go enjoy and do whatever you want to do. Exactly. It's not that like hard to think about. Just prioritize your stuff and what's going to fit and suit what you want best. I like personally using checklists a lot. I They're so good. I write so many checklists for everything. Mm-hmm. And it helps me keep on track with stuff. And then when you get to check them off, you feel so accomplished. Mm-hmm. It's so nice. Yeah. And talking about the jog in the morning, for some uh, people like me, um, I don't wake up until like, a lot. It, it takes time. So I like would force myself to go on jogs in the morning and then they would always make me feel so much like more awake and like alive and positive for the day. Cause it's like, Oh my God, I accomplished something mm-hmm. like now I'm on, I have to go to dance every morning mm-hmm. and <laughs> um, so early. Um, and after that, I'm like, wow, I can do this. And it makes me like so more pumped. And then I like get all my schoolwork done. And mm-hmm. then right when I'm done, I can go do whatever I want. And then I'm not stressed out mm-hmm. and I have fun. Exactly. And I feel like that's how you should try and like set yourself up for a day in a way that's going to like work for you and how you want your day to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. That's, yeah, that's just exactly touched on what I said. So. Yes, yes. Um, and while you're doing these tough things, I think the best thing to do is make your mind work for you. So instead of saying, you know, this is shit, I don't know. Well. I don't want to do this. This is so yeah. hard. And you're just out of breath. And let's say you're driving. Like, this is horrible. This I can't breathe. This is, this is so shitty. Hyperventilating. The, side of the, the more you think about something in a negative way, the shittier it's going to become. So 
if you change your energy, you change yourself. So your energy is what you're thinking about and you're, what you're promoting into your environment. And so if your environment is shitty, you do have control over your thoughts and your attitude and your actions. So if, if you say, you know what, this is going to be super shitty, but I'm going to go into this and I'm going to have, I'm going to have thoughts of, of serenity, peace and calmness. I'm going to be calm in the situations. It's I'm going to be peaceful. And let's say, you know, a parent is just being a complete asshole, like for no reason. And you're just sitting there like, you know what? I really want to get pissed and I want to yell back, but why do that? Because it's just going to fire them up. And my angry energy is going to tell them to be angrier and it's just going to go back and forth. But instead, calm yourself, focus, and just, just breathe. It's as simple as just breathe. If you're in any situation that you don't feel particularly comfortable, just inhale and exhale. And in, in um, a lot of Japanese studies, they say six deep breaths will change, change the way you're vibrating and change your energy. So you take six deep breaths and then you say, all right, how can I approach the situation in the most positive way possible? And once you do that and you are present and you're not thinking about how shitty it's going to be, you're thinking about how can I make the situation the best possible situation that I can be in, then it's going to be a better situation. Jogging, for example, or maybe if you don't want to go work out, you tell yourself, you know what? I'm going to go do this because in the end, it's going to make me better. And during this workout, I'm going to say, you know what? You can do one more. You, you can do one more rep. You know, you can you can lift a little bit heavier and it's going to strengthen your mind. Your mind's going to say, whoa, like I'm not used to this. It's going to shock it. And it's going to say, well, you know what? Maybe I'm capable of more than I think I am. And it's it's going to it's going to put a callus on your brain. And it's, it's just going to strengthen things and create a habit. So sometimes you may not even think about it and go into a, a shitty situation and your brain's automatically going to say, you know what, we're going to go do this. We're going to have the best attitude about it. We're going to think positively throughout it. We're going to have peaceful and calm thoughts. And in the end, we're going to feel way more accomplished, way better, way happier. And we're going to want to do it again because of how we feel after, but also strengthening our mind when we are going through it. That makes sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like the little things actually change a lot and they push you so much more. And it's, Mm -hmm. it just takes a little bit of effort. Like Mm -hmm. for simple stuff in the morning, wake up 15 minutes earlier. Definitely brush your teeth. Yeah. That'd be (laughs) gross. Just wake up 15 minutes earlier and then you could get this small thing in that's going to make you feel so much better throughout the day. Making your bed. Yeah, making your bed. My dad vouches for making your bed in the morning. He's been pressing me to read this book about it for so long, and I swear I can't. And you can always just look at him like, you know what? I'm going to make my fucking bed. <laughs> and just smile at him like, yeah, I'm going to do that shit. I do it like occasionally. I I always, well, we were in quarantine for a while, mm-hmm. so we had to do school. Like, And I did it in my room because I have siblings, so I was like, respectful just to stay in my room and do it myself Mm -hmm. like away and i just would wake up and like 
it's comfy or unmade. I don't know. Like, why would I want it? But you could also sit. make it and then walk out and look at your dad and be like, yeah. I'm like, what? What are you looking at? And I'm like, I made my fucking bed. And he'd be like, oh, okay. Good job. Okay. Yeah, it just adds a bit of humor to the situation, which is always nice. Humor is the best. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, what he specializes in, I swear. What a guy. Yeah, he cannot keep a joke out for, like, five seconds. Okay. Now I'd like to address the boys listening. Um, And I want to bring something up that I've personally experienced for, I think, three years through junior high and then, like, on and off in high school because it's a very prominent um, and dominant uh, – I don't know how to describe it. It's just something that you definitely notice in all groups of boys. And I first experienced it because I was in, obviously, my group of friends that were obviously boys because in junior high, that's just how it goes. And, um, you know – in, in all groups of friends that are mostly male, you have the one, the one dominant guy, the one who, you know, gets invited to everything. He's the one who probably makes the plans and he's, he's the toughest and he's the one whose voice is the loudest. And that's just, that's, that's what everyone looks up to in that group. And um, that guy tends to be the most masculine. Bless you. <laughs> Um, and I think in every friend group, there tends to be that boy in one way or another. And, um, I think that all stems from one to two possibilities. So if you think about it, everybody grows up in a family or most people grow up in a family in America with a dad and a mom and the dad usually has you know his designated seat it's like a one person seat it's like the big comfy one that reclines and only he can sit in it and he drinks his beer watches his football games and the wife makes the food she does all the cleaning and you have the dad who just displays all these characteristics that are so masculine and so forceful in a way And so you see this at a young age and obviously you're not, you know, intelligent enough to see what's going on. You just see dad is the ruler in the house. In a way, he has characteristics of a king. He has his own chair. You know, the the woman figure serves the dinner, gives him his beer, does all the things in the house that are laborious. And, you know, he goes to work five hours a day, but he comes back and he is the ruler of the house. And that seems to stem an idea in the mind of younger boys that men are the dominating force in in society. And so as you get older, you keep this, you know, characteristic in the back of your mind, usually in your subconscious, but you just you just see yourself as more dominating force than if you were walking next to a girl in the hall, then obviously you would say, I am the stronger person here. You know, I should be making the decisions, et cetera, et cetera. And that seems to be a very, very toxic trait. 
I personally think that that trait is is going to influence a lot of decisions and characteristics and habits that one you know has in the future. And if you really think about it and if you if you look into history and like, like 10 years back when you go on the news and you say okay like there was a school shooter just as I had said it's a school shooter they don't say there was a boy shooting everybody there was there were there was a boy causing violence they say a school shooter there is no gender involved in it and 68 out of 69 school shootings have been from boys and I believe like 94% of violence in America is caused from men and nothing in the news says anything about the gender. It just says youth on youth violence or, or gang shooting in Detroit, et cetera, et cetera. It does not address gender, but if you look into the studies and if you look into the facts of like the majority of it is caused by men. And all of that stems from the sense that as men, we have to be dominant and we have to, you know, have a lot of friends that follow us and we have to have like traits and characteristics and habits, as I have said earlier, that set the example. And if a boy does not have those things. And if he is getting bullied by other boys and dehumanized, then that boy develops very rash and angry and hateful characteristics that sooner than later turn into violent acts. And this doesn't happen with women because if you think about a mother, a woman with feminine characteristics, it's nurturing, it's healing. She, you know, she tucks you in, she kisses you, she calls you honey, sweetie, things that are that are a sign of love. And that's why it is it is best as a man to adopt characteristics of femininity. I don't know if that's the right word, but femininity sounds right. So you have to understand the way that life works and you have to you have to understand the, the way other people feel and something nice to feel is love and caring for one another and unity so if you can if you can adopt these characteristics and exploit them uh, exploit isn't the right word um to display the characteristic of femininity. So obviously, and it's against our paradigm in America to display these characteristics, but fuck the paradigm. America's changing. And if you can make another person feel loved, then why wouldn't you? So, you know, if a friend's going through a hard time, you're not going to be like, oh, bro, you know, quit being so sad and like quit being so weak about it. Like that's, that's just, that's just stupid. Blah, 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 blah. You should say, you know what? I am here for you. And even though you don't say anything, you sit with them and you just listen and you hear what they are saying and you understand it and you are there for them as a friend. And no matter the gender, a friend is a friend. You listen 
you hug and you do what you can to make that person feel comfortable and make them feel loved. And that is what is going to make the world be a better place. And that, that should be the goal of everybody. What can I do to make the world a better place than I left it? So once you're able to understand these things, you should set out to impact as many as people's lives as you can in a, in a, in a better way because they know other people than you and those people that they knew know more people and it's it's going to be a spider web of effects and it's just going to keep spreading out to different connections that you never knew would be possible and that should be something that you think about when you're interacting with other people you should treat other people as you want to be treated yourself and if you if you keep that in your conscious mind every day then that's going to make other people who encounter you be that way because what what you you know stress to other people and what what your energy um, vibrates at is is going to manifest itself to you in an indirect way so if you treat people kindly then the more people you meet they're most likely to treat you kindly and who doesn't like that? So obviously treat people treat people nice and treat them as you would like to be treated. Treat them with characteristics of lovingness and kindness and empathy and sympathy. And don't think about, well, I'm a man and I need to be bravado and I need I need to be strong and loud. Think of it as if I were this person and I were going through what they were going through. Would I like to be treated in a kind way? Would I like to be heard and listened to? And would I like to be given advice to? So you, you have to understand that your sex doesn't matter. Humanity is humanity. And we need to treat people how we think people should be treated, no matter what they've done. You know, a love indefinitely. And you have to laugh frequently and forgive generously you know these these things cannot be taken back after after you know what you've done in the past you have to live in the present and embrace these characteristics with wide and open arms uh max thank you so much for joining me and talking about this stuff and thank you guys so much for listening remember to subscribe subscribe to be notified when new episodes are posted each week and remember i love you